0: Welcome to Out of Bounds. We're here for our NFL Conference Championship recap. The championship, or the conference championships just wrapped up. Um, we know who's playing in the Super Bowl. Spoiler alert, it'll be the Eagles versus the Chiefs. Um, we have two games to discuss, but in addition to that, we'll go through the awards and just give our picks uh, before they're made. I think it'll be, I guess, like the Thursday before Super Bowl week. So I think there's like a week left, but we'll probably get our predictions in here. Um, next week i guess there's no football that's gonna happen unless you guys want a pro bowl recap which i don't think anyone wants to hear um but we'll probably have an nba uh podcast next week so um let's start with the earlier game uh 49ers versus eagles this was highly anticipated um but unfortunately the game wasn't that entertaining uh the eagles pretty much dominated this one 31 to 7. i think a lot of people gave the or picked the 49ers to beat the eagles um i mean the story of this game is just the injuries that the 49ers quarterbacks suffered uh brock purdy completed four passes in this game but i feel like it, he completed probably three when he was healthy um he has like a torn ucl he'll be out for like i think six months or something like that um actually i thought i think it might be six to eight months i forgot what the timeline is but um yeah i mean the 49ers were just injured at quarterback they couldn't get anything going in the passing game it made it way too easy for this eagles defense to to cover them um but yeah what were your thoughts on this game
1: so it, uh, both of us in august september we said rams bills and then january it turned into niners bengals and somehow we ended up with the matchup that i don't think anyone wants which like at first i was like why does no one want uh chiefs eagles and then, like, then I, then I asked myself the question. I was like, yeah, I don't really have anyone to support. So this is where we're at. And uh, the Niners just didn't show up. And, I don't know, at a certain point, you're like, all right, like, how much of it is just – because, all right, all season, at least the last couple of weeks, I've been saying, like, okay, this team is so good. They don't even need a quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. They don't need a quarterback. At a certain point, it's like, all right, maybe you kind of do need a quarterback because they had everyone else right we saw how great this team is but then they didn't have a quarterback and like they cut the head of the snake and the whole body fell apart like right they knocked out the starter and they knocked out the backup and then just the whole team just fell apart from there and they couldn't get anything going so like I I would say that this game is like okay like like the big story is here like okay all the quarterback injuries but at a certain point you can even say that okay this is like kind of a reflection of the Niners that like Maybe they're not as good as we they we thought they were. Maybe they do actually need a quarterback. Maybe they th- maybe they are not a team that could like do it without a solid quarterback, and like that begs there for the question. Like later on, that we'll talk about it. Like, who who should they have? Or like, uh, was this whole run overrated? Because this has been like what four straight years of just underachieving in a sense of like for how good your team is. Like 2019, great defense, and you lose in the Super Bowl. Yeah, you can argue if Jimmy G doesn't throw the pick, you win the Super Bowl. Uh, 2020, okay, uh, whatever. You you got injured in MetLife Stadium. Cool. It's a wash season. 2021, you get the NFC Championship game. If, uh, if, if Tacuavis Tart catches that interception, you guys go to Bowl again. And now, again, here, I don't think you really have an excuse in this one. Like, maybe everyone's saying, oh, yeah, if Brock Purdy wasn't injured, then okay, we win, we go to Super Bowl. At a certain points, like, all right, like, Either you and you have the worst luck ever, or like you gotta ex- stop coming up with excuses. And I think that's where we are with this team.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't know. They did like botch a couple of things. Like, it's not like they're like fault free, right? Like, I, I I think we talked about it before, where it's like, okay, like why did they even start Trey Lance like in the beginning of the year? Because like they seem to like make this move like towards development, but then once they realize like Trey Lance is like not winning, and then he also gets hurt, and then they just put in Jimmy Garoppolo, they realize like, oh snap, our team is like a Super Bowl contender. It's like which. I guess, like, which one are you? And then, I don't know, man. Like, if you look at, like, I mean, just, I'll talk a little bit more about the game before going into the 49ers, like, offseason and their future and stuff. If you look at the offensive stats for the Eagles, like, no one's, like, numbers, like, really pop out at you. Um, Like, Jalen Hurts was 15 for 25, 121 yards. That's not that crazy. All their running backs, like, Kenneth Gainwell, 14 carries, 48 yards. Miles Sanders, 11 carries, 42 yards. Jalen Hurts, 11 carries, 39 yards. And then, like, all their touchdowns pretty much came through the ground. Like, no, there was no receiving touchdown. And even like their leading receiver is like Devontae Smith with two catches for 36 yards. And the one catch that he had, like, actually, he dropped it. They just gave it to him. <laughs> so, like, they, it's not like their offense was like doing some crazy, something crazy. I just think like they were able to stop the 49ers like so many times that it's like, okay, bro, like, at some point, like, even their defense is gonna, like, as good as it is, like, it's hard to have. Like, from just being a Colts fan, you can tell, bro, like, at at some point, like, even if the defense is holding strong, like, at some point, if the offense is just failing to convert every, every single time, your, uh, your defense just tires out, and it'll lead to touchdowns eventually, so, I mean, that's how they got most of their points, Um, it's a good win by the Eagles, I guess, I don't know, I think everyone, we have kind of been underrating them, I guess, because I I guess me and you both did choose the 49ers, Um, and we can talk a little bit, I guess, about the Super Bowl later on, but i don't know man going forward for the 49ers because the question is like who is the quarterback right because like brock purdy like he's gonna miss like pretty much the whole off season well with his injury now if he's out like uh, like six if he's out like six months from now that puts him to come back literally around like august which is when like training camp will start so like i don't know like he i mean if he had like an off season to improve like it's pretty key right because before like he probably didn't even think he's gonna get reps this year now he got reps and like now you want to like, you know, go back and get better and improve and see like how you can take an, the next step at being a better quarterback. But now with this injury in this last game that he unfortunately had, he's not going to have that offseason to improve, right? Like, of course, he can watch film and make mental reps and stuff like that. But it doesn't compare to actually like being able to train and go out on the field and do stuff, do drills and improve that way. So uh, that kind of sucks with him. Um and then, like, what do you do with, like, Trey Lance and, like, Jimmy G now? Because, like, they're they're also in limbo after, like, Brock Purdy's performance. Um, I don't know. They have questions at quarterback, but other than that, I don't think they have questions anywhere else,
1: to be honest. I mean, I agree with you in a sense, like, there isn't really much to talk about this game because I can't really take anything out of this game. Because, like like you said, like, yeah. uh, Jalen Hurst threw for 120 and no receiver had more than... No wide receiver had more, more than four catches. No receiver had more than five catches. And it kind of just felt like... Like, all the points that the Eagles score were just the Niners giving it to them. Like, they had that one drive that we talked about where it was just, like, penalty after penalty after penalty after penalty, after penalty. and then they went up 14 Yeah, seven. so many penalties.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's, why the, that's then, why the Eagles' yards are so low, but they still score touchdowns. And then <laughs> so
1: many 49ers' John- penalties just kept moving the ball for them. And then Josh Johnson fumbled the ball the next play, and then the Eagles just scored an easy touchdown from there. And at that point, 21-7. So, like, we're at the point where we're thinking, okay, like, the only way the Niners can win is if, like, Brock Purdy can throw the ball and he can play in the game. And then you come to realize then Josh Johnson is injured. And at this point, like, there's nothing for this team to do, bro. Like, without a quarterback, like, they couldn't get anything going. And, like, it kind of just did feel that, like, like once you got rid of the quarterback, like, everything just fell apart. And it's crazy because we were, like, at least I was gassing up his team so much on the other areas of the field. But it's, like, they couldn't function. They couldn't do anything else without someone throwing the ball. Like, they tried to put Christian McCaffrey back there. They, they tried to do so many end-arounds with Debo, And, like... I have to give credit to the Eagles. The Eagles were fantastic at tackling. Like, the, like the way they were tackling everyone. Like, like, the Niners are a team that gets a lot of yak, and then the Eagles did not let them get any yak at all. Like, there's a lot of plays that, like, the Niners are just known to break out. Be, It'll be started in the backfield, and they would just break for 15, 20 yards. The Eagles' defense was crazy at tackling. Their they front seven not... is,
0: like, so athletic, bro. They just, yeah, like, man. just always get like, to the edge.
1: Yeah. Like, like, so, like, how many times do you think when Debo gets the ball, he's getting at least seven, eight yards guaranteed? They're tackling yeah. him in the backfield, bro. Like, that was insane. Like, um, but, but again, like, I, as far as this game, you can't really take much out of this game because, like, yeah, I mean, props to the Eagles. They did what they're supposed to do. Like, excuses or not, they you play who's in front of you. The other team got injured, whatever. Like, you can use that against you all you want, but they still put up 31 points. And the Niners could not answer after losing their quarterback. So, like, all right, like, I don't even know how much you could say that if Brock Purdy played, the Eagles, uh, Eagles don't win this game. They probably still win at this point, the way they, they, yeah. way they looked. I agree because it's
0: not like they lost by like two touchdowns. They lost by like 24 points, man. Like that's like a lot. 24 points
1: after the Eagles kind of like started, stopped trying, honestly. Yeah. Like at halftime, I don't Yeah,
0: exactly. So like even if Brock Brady played, like he would have to have like a great game by, like he'd have to have a great game just to like be close to them.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this really is like probably the best O-line and D-line. They probably had the best line in football. I think the Niners probably have a better, better front seven, but I think overall the Eagles probably have a better O-line and D-line combined. Like Lane Johnson and Kelsey up front and Fletcher Cox, uh, Hassan yeah. Reddick. Um, like the uh, their line. offensive
0: line is insane, especially on those like short yardage like QB sneak situations. Like, they just always There's,
1: kill they're it. So, they're so good at the QB sneaks. They're showing that one play where they scored a touchdown with Jalen Hurts, that like, Hurts just found the hole. He just saw that where the hole was before the play was snapped, and he just yeah. like ran himself into the hole. Like, it's just so smart. And, like, I think even me and you were talking about how, like, that RPO is so hard to guard. Because I I think you pointed out one time where, like, the the cameraman got confused. And then, like, we were looking the other way. The cameraman went the other way. And the ball went the other way. Right? So, like...
0: Their fakes are just so good, man. It's... Like, they're doing simple stuff. But it's very difficult to defend. Um, And I don't know. Like, I guess the 49ers defense is the one that could... Like, they have a chance to do it. But the problem is, is, like, when you... When they keep like I don't know when they keep committing penalties and like the drives like drag out longer and longer and like they're out on the field longer because their offense isn't getting much going it just like leads to the exhaustion, uh, which definitely like causes like more issues in covering that style of offense. But yeah, and, so the, and then like, definitely, like a good game. Uh, I guess for for the Eagles it was a great game for the Forty Nine ers probably not that fun, but and not for entertainment
1: purposes it wasn't a good game either. Yeah, entertainment purposes. Yeah, it was kind of shaky, but just like a dominant performance by the Eagles. And then the way, and then the way you beat the Eagles, we've been saying is to like run the ball. But I think they weren't able, the knives weren't able to run the ball because like I think they started off good in the first drive. But like after Brock Purdy kind of came out, then all they could do was run the ball, right? Because no one's gonna respect Josh Johnson. So then it just became very easy to defend. If all the Eagles had to do was like worry about running the ball, then like they have to. Then it was very easy to play defense. So again, like this is the team that's honestly they've only lost technically one game all season, like a Commanders Monday Night Football game, right? Like you don't have to count the Garden Minshew games. They're They're basically undefeated. I've only lost one game this season, right? So, like, I mean, respect to them, they like a lot of people were against them. Like b- both of us were against them as in like we didn't believe in them and they got Super Bowl yeah. so like it's pretty them.
0: similar to how they
1: won the Super Bowl last time,
0: honestly, because like last time they're also the one seed. and then everyone was like, I think they what was it they barely beat like the bears or something. was that yeah, it was that one right? Where the kicker like missed an easy one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then after that, like they dominated like the second round, and they they looked pretty good in the champ conference championship
1: too um wait, wait they, they won, sorry no, they looked it was a it was a
0: conference championship that they
1: won pretty easily i think
0: again yeah, like the, the, exactly they, they like play this. the vikings i think right yeah they just like destroyed them so even that time like i think people were picking the vikings and like people picked the patriots to win like everyone was choosing the against them every single round
1: wait they weren't the one seed were they because they, they, they played in the sure they were.
0: i thought they were
1: oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. they were uh, the, the first one was atlanta that's what it was they played atlanta oh that was that julio jones when he dropped that catch uh, in that oh game. yeah, 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 in okay, the back of for yeah, yeah, I, just, they, I yeah. forgot
0: the Atlanta game.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 but yeah, but that was that was a divisional, and then like the Minnesota game, they smacked them. That that was after like the Minnesota miracle. But, yeah, oh, I mean and, the Bears game was the next year, then probably. Yeah, yeah, the Bears game was 2018 playoffs like, in the wild card. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. All right, and, and, and then this is the um, the, um, I think both quarterbacks that led the, the Eagles to Super Bowl were backups of Carson Wentz, because I think Jalen Hurts was a backup of Carson Wentz at one point. Yeah, so, that's insane. That's kind of sad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as like the Niners, as you were saying, like uh, UCL injuries are no joke. Because I think when we were watching the game, we we're like, okay, yeah, it's elbow, elbow, elbow. Like he looks fine. He like moving the ball, elbow, elbow, elbow. He could be fine. But they didn't say what it exactly was. Like I thought it was like some elbow thing that like Josh Allen had, where like okay, like, you can like push through it. But UCL like injuries are no joke because like it happens a lot in baseball. And but, but like you, you will see like the pitcher like, he, like he'll like his UCL will tear mid pitch so like you'll see the like the ball the the ball going to home base and out of nowhere the ball just goes like 50 feet to the left and then and then you see you see the guy on the floor and like, crying in pain because yeah. like, and like and like they're out for like basically all season so like, wow. like you said it's like an eight to nine month injury it's like a really bad injury it's like it's like right on the inside of your elbow um like a little tendon right there and I basically yeah. ripped off
0: yeah it sounds painful. It oh, sucks like, for Brock Purdy, man.
1: Just because, like,
0: again, like this, like he could have solidified himself as like the 49ers like starting quarterback, like given a chance to train. But now, like, I don't know. It's like all like in flux for them. I would say.
1: Yeah, and at a certain point, like, they need a quarterback. But at a certain point, it's like you kind of keep coming up short every single time. Like you haven't won a Super Bowl for how talented you are every single season. And like you pointed out, this season, they they didn't know what direction they were going in uh, going in until like halfway through the season. Right, and then like, are we gonna run to that same situation next year? Like, or are they gonna start Brock Purdy and be like, oh yeah, we're just like a developing him, blah blah blah? And then like midway through this, they sign and trade for Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, Tom Brady, and they come play for the rest of the season. So yeah. it's like, I, I don't know what this team really wants to do. I think like, again, like how many times do we say for a team, oh yeah, they're a quarterback away, they're a quarterback away, they're a quarterback away. And I mean, again, it's another team that's a quarterback away, but like that's not usually always the fix, because like. I I feel like I know they have the running back, they have the tight end, they have the defense, and okay, let's say you put Tom Brady in there, is that going to be enough? Because many teams that are always a quarterback away, that usually they need more than just a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Nah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do, but yeah, quarterback is definitely like the main uh, question for them.
1: I think um, if you're the Niners, try to go after Tom Brady. Honestly, Tom Brady would yeah, probably not? be perfect, yeah. perfect for this team, and like I it'll agree. come yeah, full circle. It'll come full <laughs> circle for this team, like, and they have to make a decision. Like, I, I think this team has the talent, but I, I, I again. Do you think their defense will regress? Because they kind of they kind of regress after losing Robert Sala the first year, then they kind of figured it out, and then D'Amico Ryan came over, and now we just got the news that Ryan Ryan's going to the Texans. So like, they're yeah, probably it, going to regress. Really,
0: it's really key to see who they replace him with, because uh, Demikko Ryan's had their corners like playing like crazy well. Which I yeah. feel like normally it's like their front seven that goes crazy. But this year, I feel like their secondary was like pretty good.
1: Yeah. So, I don't
0: know. But it'll be interesting to monitor. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else on this game?
1: Uh, and this game is not much to say. Yeah, I don't really have. Yeah, any. I know. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to just rough. get to Bengals Chiefs. Oh, wait. Did, did you see the, uh, you saw the, I think we missed it, but I saw it later, the fight. Um, oh, yeah. I saw it later. Yeah, I saw it later. That was crazy. Trent Williams just—I uh, forgot who he threw down, but he just threw that uh, him down. Yeah, and... he just destroyed
0: that man. I, 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 yeah. I don't know his name either.
1: <laughs> that was insane. Um, but
0: yeah, let's move on to the more exciting game: uh, Bengals Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs win a thriller in the closing seconds, twenty-three to twenty. Lots of drama in this one, uh, but we can just kind of walk through the end of that game. So, basically, uh, it's tied. Like, I, I guess it's yeah, it's tied. Uh, see yeah it's tied 2020 um after the Bengals score a touchdown uh i guess they yeah they there's a samaji piran rush uh with about it's like in the beginning no i guess it's the towards the end
1: no he gets it in the beginning of the fourth quarter yeah um
0: then there's a punt there's a there's a joe burrow there's a punt by the chiefs there's a joe burrow interception when he goes deep to t higgins throwing into double coverage um the chiefs are forced to punt uh and then pretty much, I guess the Bengals punt again. Um, at this point, there's like barely any time uh, left in the game. Um, there's like four, I guess. Yeah, seconds. they get, they got a really, yeah, 41 seconds. But the Chiefs got a really good punt return, which I feel like we have to mention. Because yeah. Guy Moore, 20, 29 yards is like insane. Because well, otherwise they would have started the 18-yard line, bro. That's insane. So he pretty, he I think he honestly might have saved them. But then I the one that everyone will talk about is basically Patrick Mahomes runs out to the right. um it's only a five yard run. Uh, they would have been like gotten the first down, but pretty much forced to kick it afterwards, or they still would have needed at least one more play to go like that far. but um it was I think it was Joseph Osai who kind of pushes Patrick Mahomes in the back. He has like a pretty violent fall, unnecessary roughness, fifteen yards. Harrison Bucker drills the field goal um then after that, there's pretty much nothing that the Bengals could do um and this was a very exciting game. Uh, I thought the it was like a pretty back-and-forth battle between the two. Even though like Joe Burrow's like stats look terrible because he's like 26 for 41, 270, one touchdown and two picks, I feel like he still played pretty well considering he was under like insane pressure for most
1: of the game. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts on this one? I am so tired of hearing this whole ref controversy this weekend. First, we're dealing with the whole LeBron-Lakers-Celtics game with that. And then we're dealing in this game with like, oh yeah, the refs call too many plays. The, the the game is rigged. Raj, I'll, Honestly, do you think sports is rigged? Like NFL I mean, I is rigged, rigged, rigged.
0: But in this one, yeah. I feel like the I, I could see the gripe that not not that last one. I guess I don't know. In this one, I think the Bengals fans do have like like some issue because there it did seem like there were like a lot of calls. Like there are a lot of 50 50 calls that swung Kansas City's way. It's like whenever you're in that situation, you're like a fan of a team. You're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, like the refs are against us." Um, and the one there was like a pass interference too that extended one of these Kansas City drives, and it was just, like, in my opinion, like I didn't think that was pass interference, but yeah, they they had a, a bunch of penalties uh, that like a couple, I think three or four I counted that went against them.
1: I mean, I can see the, why that, they feel that way. That that part is fine. Okay, that, we can even talk about the, those penalties because there's a there's a PI that you mentioned that it really wasn't a PI. But then the uh the, the the Chiefs didn't even uh like get the first down on that play anyways, and then there was that weird. Yeah, I think play they ended where, up punting
0: that one anyways. Yeah. There's right.
1: a weird play where it was a third and nine, and then the uh, and then the ref came on the field. He's trying to stop. Oh the play yeah, that one was crazy. That, that then, was mad. But but, but but then the same. But even though the Chiefs got another chance, they didn't. They still had to punt that drive anyways. Like they they didn't even get do anything on that drive, right? So again, it's another situation where like all right, like again, like the ref didn't really hurt you. I think the only one where you can argue is that is that is that um. Uh, I think it was uh, Marcus Vela-Scanling. Sc- was that him? Who caught the ball and he reached over to try to get the first down. And then he scored a touchdown. On oh, right? yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah.
0: That one, yeah, that one he was short, bro. He was definitely
1: short. Yeah, the, I thought he was short. Like, I don't know. It, 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 but it wasn't actually like 100% yeah, he was short. It was a lot of 50-50 because they weren't showing the right angles. Like, for some reason, the camera, the camera was always showing like an like a angle where it's like a little bit behind. So, he looks like he's passing. But in reality, if you look straight down, I don't think he got it past. I don't think any part of the ball was passed. Yeah, past it. I agree. But again, and even uh, so,
0: like it was so close, like you can't overturn it if it's like that close, in my opinion. That's what I don't get.
1: Yeah, and the original call was short, so it was kind of how much, did, like how much information did they get for it to turn like overturn it? So that's probably the only one I disagree with because that one was where it cost you a touchdown. Having said all that, okay, that one cost you a touchdown. You tied the game, right? Every single play that, like the that the Chiefs quote unquote got a favorite in a, in a call, you got the ball back anyway. The Chiefs were punting. And then you get the ball with two and a half minutes left. All you need is a field goal. That's all you need. All you need is a field goal. I know it's your own six-yard six line. That's fine. It's Joe Burrow. You have a lot of weapons on the field. I get it. I know your offensive line has been horrible. This game it has been rough, this game. I get it. You, you still had a chance to win this game. And they, they converted that Hayden Hurst play. So a minute left, 33, your own 33-yard line. You need like 40 yards. You can do it. And the fact that they couldn't get this drive done and they couldn't get a field goal out of this, you have to blame yourself for that. Because even set, given all these penalties, quote-unquote, going against you, that didn't really cost you at the end of the day, and it was a tied game. You had a chance to win this game, you know, and you, you, were, forced, you were forced to punt. I think on this drive, they weren't playing aggressive. I thought they were being very conservative, trying to get the field goal. You can't do that. We know how many times i said against the Chiefs. You have to be aggressive against the Chiefs. Whether it's going for it on fourth down or trying to score as much as you can. I don't care. Yeah, how, I mean, they went like,
0: for it on that one, like, fourth and nine with the big play to Jamar Chase. Like, that was a good one.
1: No, no, but that's fine. I get that. That was a good one. cause But I'm saying when you have a chance to win the game, though, chance to win the game, get a field goal, you win, right? But don't play. This is what teams do all the time. They try to play for the field goal to win the game, and it never works out. Because you try to play for the field goal, it's like what people say, like, if you aim high, you're not going to get that high, but you get a little bit lower, right? If you aim low, you're not going to get any farther than that, right? So they were aiming to get a field goal, when in reality, they should have been aiming to get a touchdown, and yes, worst case, you can get a field goal. They were just very conservative, that whole drive, their whole play, all their play calling and everything, like I didn't like it at all, and even when that that Joe Burrow intentional grounding, I don't think it was intentional grounding. Even so, you still converted it. You still got a ball at your own 33 yard line with a minute left and two yeah. timeouts left. So like I don't want to hear any excuses with these Bengals fans saying the refs were against you. All that like you you shouldn't have been in that position to like in like you shouldn't have been in that position in the game anyways. Plus you even had a chance to win the game. So I, this is just a game that the Chiefs just took advantage of their opportunities and the Bengals didn't. As simple as that. I don't want to hear nothing about the refs. That's just how I feel
0: yeah no i mean it was it was a pretty intense game though um i mean i give credit like i think like the the bengals receivers were like really good especially like t higgins and jamar chase like they they went crazy in this one um tyler boyd had two catches for 40 yards where both of them felt like pretty important um because they like they just came out like at pivotal times of the game like their receivers are monstrous man i think it's like the same issue that we talked about last year right like their O-line is just not giving Burrow a chance. I I know this year they have, like, more injuries. Last year it was just, like, a talent question. This year it's more of an injuries question, but, like, I don't know. You got to figure that out at some point because, like, losing on that whim for, like, two years in a row, like, has to be pretty frustrating. Um, But I don't know. As a Bengals fan, like, I think – I mean, even though it's, like, sucks to lose this game, I think, like, you have to feel pretty confident that, like, you will have a chance – as long as, like, Joe Burrow is there and, like, they could retain, like, this receiving core – I feel like you have to think, you have to feel pretty good about your chances about contending in the AFC, like, long term. Um, they right. just have to make the right. right plays at O-line and, like, get lucky that, like, or have these guys, like, stay healthy. I think that's what it is. But, I mean, I know that you're going up against, like, Chris Jones, who's, like, a Defensive Player of the Year type guy. But still, like, I mean, you're going to, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to verse those type of guys, right? So, um, that's what I, mean, I would say. And
1: the other yeah, go boy got injured at halftime so I, oh I, yeah I, yeah so those two guys were in the first half so like i think that also was a factor with uh with joe burrow he didn't have like that option to go to
0: yeah yeah that definitely hurts a little bit yeah um and then I, I don't know on the Chiefs side i mean i thought like marquez valdez scantling probably had like the game of his career in this one um he had six catches 116 yards um 19.3 average per catch one touchdown i think like just like, I don't know, like all the, it seemed that all the plays that Mahomes improvised, it was either going to MVS or Kelsey. Um, and I, I don't know, he he was crazy. He played out of his mind. I mean, I don't know if you can count on him to do that again, but like, I, I give him credit because he stepped up big in this one. Without him, I don't think they win this game, honestly. Because um, like Kelsey did pretty good, but like from his standards, I guess, because he cut the touchdown, I guess on like the first drive, right? So after that, like, I feel like they just were able to corral him a little bit easier. But, like, I think it was Valdez Scantling was the one that really burned him, Uh, especially, like, him just burning their corners. I don't know if he was on Eli Apple or whoever he was on, but he played great in that one. And
1: honestly, honestly, this game was over when the Chiefs were up seven and they had a chance to go up one more, and then Patrick Mahomes fumbled. Like, if the Chiefs go up two touchdowns, like, the game's over. So the Bengals even got blessed with that, given all these calls that that went their way. They got the ball back in the beginning of the fourth quarter with a chance to tie it, and they tied it. So like. I don't. know. I'm just so tired of hearing these Bengals fans complain because, like, you just didn't play good. That's uh, simple as that. And I don't. I don't know if I disagree with you with like Joe Burrow having a good game. I don't think. I don't think he was that great. There's a lot of like ill-advised throws. Granted, he was getting mauled by. Yeah, the I mean, he, it just line. seemed like he was getting pressure, so he was just forcing yeah. a lot of throws
0: into like double teams. I, I guess it worked like here and there, but you don't yeah. always want to throw it into double coverage.
1: Yeah, and even let like Jamar chase like fourth down play, like. I, I get it. It's cover zero. Everyone's, every the whole field is back, like open, and like that could have very easily been picked. Jamar Chase is just unbelievable. But if that's anyone else, that's a pick right there. So like that is that was still risky, but it kind of just worked out because of Jamar. So it's just a lot of stuff like that. I feel like um, I just felt like didn't have enough in, per se, and I feel like in this game was where like the Chiefs kind of showed their experience. I know the Bengals are the defending AFC champs, but like the Chiefs kind of been like, oh, right, yeah, we've done this many times before. I know you guys yeah, are. Yeah, they came up, ready to play.
0: I don't know. There was like too much weird stuff going on before the game too, with like the Bengals being like all like cocky and arrogant. Like they just like seemed like too cocky. Like
1: before, It never works. It never. I had like,
0: works an, unfe- I had, like an uneasy feeling of- because of that. <laughs>
1: All that stuff never works out. Like usually when a team is being cocky or whatever, like, like this happens all the time. But like if a player, usually in the NBA, if a player is like, oh yeah, they can't guard me, and then they usually like like end up losing that series anyway or whatever. This always happens in like sports and like I yeah, think their mayor me, was
0: like talking shit to them too. It's just like mm-hmm.
1: come on. Man. Yeah, man. Like it, it it got too out of hand to the point where like the, the the Chiefs deserve it. Like like I mentioned in the last podcast, like I think we're entering the era of Brady Manning and Phillip Rivers. Where I think Brady is Patrick Mahomes, and then Ma- Ma- uh, Peyton Manning is like Joe Burrow, and like Josh Allen is like Phillip Rivers in the sense of like it's always gonna be Manning versus Brady, but usually Brady's gonna win more, mo- most of the time, but it's still like a competition. And then like just Josh Allen with like Philip Rivers, where like they always have a good team every single year, but they always just choke at the end and they can't get past teams. Yeah. So I-, I think we're entering that era. Like I don't, I, I think these guys are probably either one and two. Um And like it's crazy to say that like, I mean, bro, I, right, I think we owe an owe the Chiefs an apology because I think we were saying all season that they needed Tyreek Hill, and like I was yelling it at the, at, at the screen at at Aruga's like, they need Tyreek Hill, they need Tyreek Hill, and they still are back in the Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. Uh, granted, yeah, they might lose yeah. the Super Bowl, they might lose, but they still got the Super Bowl without a top five receiver. Yeah, that's. Insane. I mean it like took a generational game from
0: fucking Mar- Marquez Valdez scandling bro for this so
1: <laughs> Yeah, but, but they were also the best team in the AFC this season. They're the one seed. They were the best yeah. team visually, right? You know, and
0: I guess so, yeah. I mean, that's that's like shaky ground though cuz the Bengals could have had it if they like, No, no, to no play I'm other not game. saying
1: best seed as far as like making the AFC. I'm saying best seed is even the regular season. They were the best AFC team. They were the one seed. They like looked dominant in most games. They had a bad game against the Colts, but for the most part they looked very good. You know, so yeah. like I'm saying, overall, like you, like we can't knock him. Like they did it without Tyreek. Hill. yeah. Plus, like Mahomes and,
0: was playing on that injured ankle too. It's like pretty insane.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I think Travis Kelsey had some injuries. They didn't have a cornerback. They didn't have a linebacker. And like high ankle sprains are no joke. Like I know, uh, like because ankle sprain, okay, you're out for one to two weeks. High ankle sprains, you're usually out for a month at least. And like the yeah. fact that he's like he clearly is not 100. percent He's like hopping and jumping on one foot. And like this, just proved why he is, in my opinion, going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. In eventually, he will be. And like why he is the best quarterback in the league right now. Like he is so good at what he does, and he can work with anything. He he just proved to you, to all of us, that he doesn't need a top five player, top five receiver, as long as he has Travis Kelsey and a bunch of nobodies. Like they could do it, you know. So like props to them.
0: Yeah, no, they they have been going crazy. Um.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean the, the Bengals off season. Yeah, I mean you you mentioned it, bro. Like they're they have nothing to worry about. Though. These guys are going to be locked in for a long time. Like I said, Joe Burrow is your Peyton Manning. They're going to be good for many regular really? seasons. They're going to be fine. I think they have to actually fix their O line. I think that's really their, their concern. Like don't go the route of the Colts, where like on paper they're good, but they're really not good. Like figure out a way to make this done. You know, uh, you have great receivers. Just Sore up that defense, especially that secondary back there. Like I think it's time to let go of Eli Apple and uh, Mike Hilton. <laughs> like those guys are just all talk and they never back it up. Like they get cooked every single every single playoff game when it matters. Mike Hilton and Eli Apple just aren't good. Um, I th- they're not like again. Like this is just this is how the NFL goes. Like you're no matter how good you are, you're all it's just it is one game, so it uh, um things can happen. But like I think they're going to be in contention for a very long time, and uh, there's always next year. So.
0: Yeah, do you want to you wanna make a, your pick for the Super Bowl?
1: So, a Super Bowl preview. Uh, as, as much as I want the Chiefs to win, I do think the Eagles get it done. Like, Bro, just the worst Super Bowl for me. Because <laughs> I, I've been knocking on Jalen Hurts since he's entered the league. And I, I've been saying, no running quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl. No running quarterback has ever won the Super Bowl. And maybe Jalen Hurts might be the first one to do it. Um, yeah, and I think
0: the- the, yeah, I think. Yeah, I would take the Eagles too, probably.
1: And then on the Chiefs side, we've been saying, oh, they they can't get it done without Tyreek Hill. So it's like, I don't really know who I want to root for, or who I expect to win. But yeah, I, yeah. I, guess- I mean, I just
0: think the Eagles' like defensive line is gonna like go crazy. Uh, I think it'll. I mean, I don't think it'll be as bad as like what we saw in the Bucks game, but I don't know. Like their defense is just like too hype right now. Um, and I think like whatever pressure that Chris Jones like will generate. Like Jalen Hurts can kind of negate that with like the run pass option stuff that he does, um, because like it's e- Like for Chris Jones, it's easy when it's like Joe Burrow and he's just gonna like do like his drop back pass, right? But when it's like the, when they could run, then it's like it screws him over because he's gonna be hesitant. Like, oh, like do I just try to generate pressure and like up the middle or like? Do I try to follow where Jalen Hurts is going? Do I follow the running back? Do I look for, like, is it going to be a pass? Like, I think they can, if they scheme it well enough, they can, like, confuse him and make him be, like, a little bit slower off the line. Um, so th- that'll be interesting to see. But, I mean, if
1: Mahomes is in there, like, the Chiefs will always have a chance. But, yeah, I think I'll choose the Eagles, too. I mean, again, I, I think this is also, like, I don't want to say the Eagles, but, like, I'd, I would not be surprised if the Chiefs get it done in the sense of, like, Andy Reid, this is, this is a revenge game. He wasn't able to win with the Eagles, right? And he goes to Kansas City, and he goes and wins Super Bowl, and he gets to multiple Super Bowls. So it's a revenge game for the Eagles for letting him go. And also, this is Andy Reid off the bye. He's 28-4 and four off the bye. One of those four losses is, of course, Super Bowl, uh, whatever, against the Bucs, whatever Super Bowl that was. But he's only had three losses, regular season and postseason, off of a bye. So he usually is known to be very good off of a bye, giving this guy many t- like much time to prepare. That's one yeah. thing. So like anybody may be cooking something up, man. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they figure out a way to get this done. Like no matter how bad that O line is. Or not I mean yeah, how yeah. no matter how good the D L. No, I'm actually the interested in this
0: Super Bowl just because like I don't know with Mahomes, like it'll always be entertaining. Um and yeah. it's kind of like the team from the NFC that we didn't envision, right? I think a lot of I guess some people definitely would have picked the Eagles, but a lot of people are like I don't know, I guess like Giants fans, so they'll be like, Oh yeah, like I'm not gonna choose the Eagles. And then uh, other people, like, I guess us, just chose, like, the 49ers. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it'll definitely be fun just because, for me, it was, like, a little bit unpredictable.
1: Um, I mean, the Eagles weren't favored to win the NFC. Like, in, heading yeah. into January, I mean, after Week 18, did Niners were favored to win the NFC. So, yeah, I mean, not a lot of people picked them, and which is crazy because they only, like I said, they only lost one game all season, and, like, they weren't the favorite to win the conference. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, I mean, who do you want to win, though?
0: Who do I want to win? I would yeah. say probably the Chiefs. <laughs> Why? Just because I don't, I don't want Nick Sirianni to win a Super Bowl as a coach of Damn. another team.
1: That's the reasoning. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Why, because he very easily could have been your coach.
0: Yeah, bruh. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's like the, that was like actually one of like the, the low key underrated parts of like the downfall of the Colts, bro. It's like Nick Sirianni leaving. Like the offense was never the same after that. Probably like Jack Doyle and like Anthony Castanzo retiring are the other two um like the very like those are the things that like happened before this season that have led to like what happened this year though like they were just yeah, like how, unable to recover from that honestly
1: yeah but how often does a team hire their, their their personal internally like their head coach usually isn't an internal job it's usually like their offensive defensive coordinators go somewhere else and they get hired as a full-time coach somewhere else right
0: wait what do you mean say that i don't like get what i'm saying mean.
1: like how often does it happen where like that team's oc or dc gets hired internally Usually, it's another team taking that OCDC. And yeah, it is another team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
0: I mean... Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, no, there's nothing the Colts could have done about it to stop him from going, I guess, but...
1: That, I'm saying there's never going to be opportunity where the Colts would hire internally. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, teams don't hire internally because I guess you don't see the potential because, like, you're always in... You're, there's like, a
0: chance. Like, the Colts interviewed their special teams coordinator. I don't know. I mean, he was... He was gone before, like, Frank Reich's job was in question. Like, he left when their offense was still good, so I don't think that was going to happen. But, yeah, that's just my reasoning for who I want. But I'll still predict the Eagles to win. Um,
1: I'm just against, I mean, I want the Chiefs to win because, I don't know, like, I really like Mahomes. And uh, it's more so that, like, I've been saying this for, like, years now that no running quarterback will win a Super Bowl. It's a pocket pass. it's
0: It's your ideals that are on the line.
1: Yeah, so my ideals are on the line because this will really shut me up.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Um, now let's go on to the award predictions. Uh, so, do you want to start with MVP or do you want to end with MVP?
1: Yeah, we can st- we can end with MVP. All
0: right. So let's go to. Um, we could do Coach of the Year first. Uh, okay. So the finalists is Brian Dayball, Doug Peterson, and Kyle Shanahan.
1: Who are you going with? Um,
0: I. I don't know. I, like, personally think it should be, like, Doug Peterson, because, I don't know, going from first overall pick to, like, what, uh, like, advancing in the playoffs is, like, an insane turnaround, and he could definitely be credited with a lot of that. Like, Trevor Lawrence looks, like, night and day different from last year, but I feel like it'll go to Kyle Shanahan just because of what he was able to do with whatever quarterback was playing at the time. Oh,
1: really? That's, that was, I did not expect to hear that. I, I'm actually going with Brian Dable. Oh, yeah. Just because this is a first-time head coach, and like the the what he's been able to do with this team is very impressive. Like I, I understand the Doug Peterson point, yeah. but Doug Peterson was,
0: uh, was uh, impressive for sure.
1: And Doug, but, but Doug Peterson's been a coach before. He's a head winning head coach, and yeah. I understand like Kyle Shanahan um obviously did what he did, but he also has a lot of talent around him. Of course, not the quarterback position, but and they also weren't headed in that direction to begin the season. So I think like the fact that this guy was able to change the culture of a team that looked like it was headed in like the Totally opposite direction. Now there's actually like positivity headed for this team. And like, he's just more than just a motivational uh, coach. He's actually a very good coach on all, on all ends. And like, I think he deserves it. And I think he will win it.
0: I would never have thought that you would choose the Giants guy.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have to clear my biases for this one at least.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. We'll see. Um, all right. Let's go to AP comeback player of the year. So the finalists for this are Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, and Geno Smith. How do you know who you're going to pick, bro? <laughs>
1: who?
0: You're definitely going to go Geno, bro. Uh,
1: definitely. I, 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 I think a lot of this plays with, like, I, I, you just can't give two awards to two Giants players, right? Like, I feel like Saquon yeah, does deserve good. it. Saquon does deserve it, but then you can't give yeah, it, I'll give, it to, I'll
0: give this one to Saquon, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, like I feel like Saquon does deserve it but then it's like if Brian Dable wins coach of the year, he's going to give it to Saquon. No, so like, no I mean I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I mean I have I I feel like Saquon deserves it more but if I'm if I'm going with the factor of if Brian Dable's going to win head coach, I, I think it's G- possible,
0: G- it's just like really unlikely, I guess.
1: I mean, the, okay, the question is comeback player of the year. Is that does that mean injuries or does that mean you suck and you're good now? It means That's, injuries usually. Okay, so then why is Geno Smith in this cuz he wasn't really he just, he was just bad. I don't know, bro. Right? I don't like know. I, 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 like it's one like, that's something. It, it's probably a mix of both, but I think I do think it's more injuries. And Christian McCaffrey, it's not like it was like season-ending injuries year after year after year. It's more like little day-to-day stuff where like yeah, fantasy exactly, owners, yeah. and it's more like fantasy owners were mad and not really like anyone else, right? So like I feel like yeah,
0: I, I don't know. You could credit like a lot of Geno Smith's, uh, like you know, like uh, you could credit his season a lot to like their like uh, like their Tyler Lockett, like DK Metcalf, and whatever weapon. He did play very well, but I don't know. I just feel like like Saquon is like the MVP of the Giants. And I feel like they'll just award him with something because like a lot of Giants games you saw, like there would be like they would just hang in there and then it would be like Saquon going crazy on one drive. He scores a touchdown and they win the game. Yeah. So I think I think he should be rewarded for that. And I agree, you- yeah, I agree with your point about the injuries. Like to me, he seems like the best like candidate from that perspective as well.
1: Are you rocking back and forth on your chair? No way. It, it, I keep hearing your voice go in and out. Like, it, it's oh, not like I was a, like, I was like
0: walking around a little bit. Cause I don't know oh, okay. Just stretching my legs. <laughs> um, not, okay. So let's go on to a uh, defensive rookie of the year. So the finalist for this is uh sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, Tariq woolen. Sauce it um, up,
1: baby. Going go to sauce.
0: Then yeah I, I think I, I think he deserves it. but I think the problem is is like for offensive rookie of the year, I just like looked at the options. yeah and I'll probably so I don't want to do I'm using like the same logic as you where I'm choosing like two I don't want to choose like two jets players. so yeah. I like I guess for this one, I'll choose Aiden Hutchinson. um I mean, I don't think the Lions defense has been that great, but considering what te- like how terrible they were before, they they were like somewhat competent this year. um he was a big part of that. He had a couple of games where he had like a, a He had, like, a bunch of sacks. He has a couple of interceptions. I feel like his reputation around the league is, like, definitely very
1: highly thought of. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he wins it. Yeah, I feel like the problem also with Sauce, because I feel like Sauce had a good start and kind of, like, tailored it off to the end. I mean, mostly because of his team, right? And then the opposite, where, like, Aiden Hutchinson kind of, like, started off bad, and he kind of figured it out as the game went on. Exactly, yeah. He has, like, momentum on his side. Yeah, so, I mean, I would give it to Sauce because I feel like he's been more consistent overall, but, like, yeah, Hutchinson's a great pick. I don't think... Tariq Woolen. I just like feel like bottom. they're more
0: likely to give it to like linemen and like linebackers. I don't know why. I just feel like that's like the people who always win the defensive awards.
1: It's like this is like but this is rookie of the year, though. It's a little different, right? I don't know how much. Yeah, no,
0: is. it is it is slightly different. You're right. It is slightly different. Yeah. Um Yeah, so in conjunction with that, like the offensive rookie of the year, um I, it the finalists are Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I'll give it to Garrett Wilson in this one. Um, Purdy was great. I just feel like he didn't play enough of the season. Nah, he Garrett like the Wilson, series. man. As long as he didn't have Zach throwing the ball, he was like a monster. And I don't think that's on him, but that's definitely on Zach Wilson. Um, I think he's been the most consistent throughout the year amongst these three. I'm kind of shocked that they don't have like Chris Olave instead of like Purdy or Kenneth Walker, honestly, because Chris Olave also went crazy. Um, I guess yeah, for this one, I'll give it to Garrett Wilson.
1: Now the fact that Brock Purdy is on here is just is crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like hella hype around him. But Not, I mean, I understand he was good, but he also had a great team around him, and you can't only play like five games and get awarded for this. So yeah, like, I agree. Uh, the, 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 a lot. I think a lot of these awards, it's just clear two guys or two people, and then the other one is just kind of like the odd man out. It's just like oh, let's just fill it in because we need three. So this is another case where I feel like it should be. Um, I, I'm going with Kenneth of Walker. Uh, kind of with the same like ideology of like sauce garden to Garrett, Garrett Wilson, but I do think uh, Ken Walker deserves it. I feel like, um, I think I feel like Zach Wilson kind of hurt him a lot. Garrett Wilson, and I feel like Kenneth Walker, besides that one game, he was injured, he's been great every single game. So I, I'm gonna give it to Ken Walker. Hey, he was
0: definitely shaky some games, bro. I had him on fantasy.
1: <laughs> oh, see, uh, you, you ain't fantasy owners always got this different bias. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, I hate this guy because he didn't perform, he didn't give me my 20 points
0: when he is, uh, um. Yeah, now, okay, now we get to the interesting ones. Probably like the three, I like these are the three interesting ones to me always. Um, offensive player of the year, finalists, Tyree Kill, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, I'll let you go first on this one since I went first on the last one.
1: Not, not, not even a question, bro. It's, it's obvious. He's going to win and he's gonna, he deserves it and he's my pick. Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson.
0: Damn. I think, I'll, I, think I was actually going to go Jalen Hurts for this one really um, interesting yeah dude i i think he's been crazy on offense um i don't know i i i could see J. I could see it going to Jalen hurts but it's yeah J- justin MVP, jefferson then. would is like very i don't know every player on this is very deserving actually actually no i don't think tyreek is deserving honestly yeah not um, i mean he's been plagued by bad quarterback play um and i don't know i don't think it'll be mahomes because like we'll see later on um So I think it really comes down to Jalen Hurts or Justin Jefferson. It's like, it's very much like a toss up, but I don't know, man. I think Jalen Hurts like went crazy. Um, I think the media will just like reward them. I I guess it's, I mean, I know it's based on regular season, but like, I don't know. I think he'll just be rewarded for like his crazy season and like having the one seed in the NFC.
1: Um, Yeah, I'll go with Jalen Hurts for this one. So so I'm assuming that's going to affect your MVP because... I have. Yeah. I mean, I, I will get into it later, but I just think that like, b- b- my MVP is affecting my offensive player of the year. That's why I'm going with Justin Jefferson. But I do think like, yeah, same. <laughs> you know, so I I think Justin Jefferson deserves and he's getting it because like, because of who the MVP is. So, yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. It's kind um, of weird they put.
1: It, I I don't like them having Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek kill here. I don't know that's kind of. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I playing. agree. Yeah. Again, again, it's they should guys. nominate
0: it to like three, because the rest of the awards are three, right? Only M- MVP makes sense to have five. There, this should have been three, in my opinion. No, the the, the, co- the coach today was actually five. I see Sean
1: McDermott, Nick Sirianni, oh, yeah. and no, NBA. they they
0: said them first, but then after that they reduced the finalists to these three guys. Now, oh really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, that was like the first report that came out. Then it said, oh no, it's not. These guys are less.
1: Oh, wait, I, I hey, honestly
0: hey, thought hey. it's sh- like yeah, I would have even given it's like Nick Sirianni. Honestly, I thought he deserved it. I thought it was weird he wasn't on this list. Uh wait you forgot our
1: assistant coach of the year, yeah do you do you want I didn't know if you wanted to do that one I mean I already have my answer for this oh D'Amico Ryan's yeah I was gonna, like, gonna get to D'Amico Ryan's too yeah. yeah I think he's I think he's getting it all right
0: um yeah let's go on to defensive player of the year uh so the finalists are Nick Bosa Chris Jones Micah Parsons um for this one I. I mean all 3 are like very deserving but like all 3 of these guys like disrupt the game like you have to game plan around them. Eh. I'm going to give it to Micah Parsons though. I-, I just think like the Cowboys had like a great season. Um they didn't obviously didn't like do much in the playoffs other then like beating the Bucks and then they lost to the 49ers in a close one, but I think their defense has gone crazy. I just think like with the Cowboys being like probably like the most popular team in the NFL like Micah Parsons being the best player on that defense, like they'll get rewarded somehow for this season that they had. Um, I just think there's like too much of a spotlight on them, so that's why I'm going Micah Parsons. But I mean, he's very deserving too, man. He's like crazy. It's like pretty much unblockable uh, when he's rushing the quarterback. He goes insanely hard. So yeah, I'll get to Micah Parsons.
1: I don't know. I just feel like there's been two. Like you started this thing off with like okay, the other three guys are deserving, but I do think for me, I think there's two guys above. And there's one guy outside. And I think that outside is Michael Parsons. Like, I think there's a lot of games where a lot of offenses were able to, like, hold him out. And he wasn't able to make an impact as like, much as we felt. Because I feel like to start the year, he was, like, very impactful. But I kind of feel like teams were able to game plan around him. And you didn't hear, really hear much from him after all. At, like, after, like, I would say week 12, a lot of he wasn't getting as many sacks. His impact wasn't as felt. And, again, even in the Niners game, his, his impact wasn't as felt as it usually should be. So, like, I feel like it's, it, it's coming down to these two guys between Nick Bosa and Chris Jones. If it was up to me, like, who I personally want to pick, I, I would go with Chris Jones because I really like Chris Jones. And I think he's a beast. But I, I do think the race is going to win. I do think uh, Nick Bosa is going to win it. I, I mean, like, right now, he's the favorite. And I think he's going to get it because I, I think Michael Parsons had the lead in the beginning. I think just Nick Bosa went crazy. And also with the fact that they have the best defense in the league, the best rush defense. Um. So, uh, so best run defense. So, I think that's gonna play a factor. So, I think it's going to Bosa.
0: Yeah, all these guys are monsters. Um. But yeah, I'll just choose Micah Parsons. Um. So for MVP, I think we're both in alignment here, from we what are? I assumed from the other conversation.
1: We are. Um. What? What? Okay. We are. I mean, based I, think, on actually, off- I don't know. Based on your offensive player of the year, I would think that you aren't going with this guy because the guy can't win both awards.
0: Oh, you're going to go Jalen Hurts for MVP? Yeah. Yes. Damn. Yes. That's a wild prediction. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear the case.
1: Because, okay, I, I think it was always between Hurts and Mahomes, especially leading the last, like, three weeks. But yeah. the fact that the Eagles, like, pretty much sucked in those games with Gardner and Minshew, like, just elevates Jalen Hurts' MVP in uh, an insane amount. Like, yeah. they only had one loss all season with Hurts' quarterback, right? Which is the commander's game. And they've been undefeated every other game that he's played in besides the commanders game. And you clearly saw how bad that team was with Gardner Minshew. Yes, they kept up with the Cowboys team. That's cool, whatever. They struggled in that next game that they lost also. So, like, I don't think that... I think this really shows, like, how much a difference Jalen Hurts made. So, I think him getting injured actually boosted his odds and, like, made him rise up for me. So, I think Jalen Hurts is going to... I think he deserves it in my eyes, and I think he's going to win it.
0: Yeah. Um, no, it's pretty hype. Uh... Yeah, I I I mean I could see it. Like he's been amazing. Um I I'm going to choose Patrick Mahomes. I just think like the narrative for Mahomes like started before the season even start like was there, right? Because like after they traded Tyreek Hill, like all eyes were like okay, yeah, let's see like how good like the Chiefs really are, right? And I think a lot like a lot of people like we even said it like many times like we picked them to be like kind of we thought like oh yeah, like the Chiefs aren't going to make it because they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore. Like they'll get hurt by it, and I know, like obviously, it's again, it's not based on the playoffs. I know that, but just for him to like lead the team like fourteen and three and get that like one seed is pretty impressive. Um, for me, like I think that narrative will just like carry a lot of weight, and I think they'll just give it to Mahomes based off of that. But Jalen Hurts is very deserving as well. I think he's been insane this year. Um, again, I, I'm kind of similar to you where I never thought like a running quarterback could work like this. But I don't know, man. The Eagles just find a way to make it work. Maybe it's because they have like really, they do have really good players around him too, which I think is like the leading case for Mahomes, right? Like, if you look at like the Eagles roster and then you look at like the Chiefs roster, like everyone is gonna be like, yo, what the hell? Like, the Eagles are better in like almost all the aspects. But Mahomes has been great, and he still led them to the one seed in the AFC. So that's who I'll choose.
1: It's okay if the Chiefs win Super Bowl. We don't have to worry about our narrative falling apart. We're still good to go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: True. True. I, 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 um, so we
1: don't agree on anything except uh, assistant coach of the year <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> no nah, that's good though normally we always agree i feel like so I, I,
1: are we going against each other because we want to have a show we want to have nah, a podcast nah, or I, you this one i was this? just like
0: thinking on my own man interesting but yeah. also i didn't look at any of the odds for any of this like i don't know who the favorite i never checked the odds for any of these ever. no
1: only one i checked was defensive player of the year but um i don't everything else is just, i'm going off a of feel so yeah
0: all right yeah we'll see we'll be split <laughs> um uh so yeah do you have any closing thoughts uh before we get out of here
1: fly eagles
0: fly
1: <laughs> I don't, dude i, don't I didn't remember. even realize
0: <laughs> that that was a song bro until we were like in arugas <laughs> and they're like singing this shit Th- they were and singing the a whole it, like, song people posted on twitter
1: there was a, I, I, I thought that, i thought it was only one line but it's a whole song like guess.
0: yeah it's like the ruckers uh what is it the ruckers uh thing
1: don't ask me. Hoorah, Hoorah, Rutgers, rah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Podcast is over. i to call out. it their
0: anthem. No, there's a name for it, bro. I'm forgetting. Someone's going to tell us afterwards, and then we're going to be sound yeah, like idiots. It's, but... it's going to be
1: Silas. Silas, tell us what the, the anthem is.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the anthem. No, oh. It's not the preamble. Is it the
1: alma mater song? Yeah, alma mater. No, no, oh. bro.
0: Actually, I don't Wait, know. is alma
1: mater is just where you went to school. Is it, is it on the banks of the old Raritan? That song yeah, yeah, is that, Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I just looked it up. It says on the banks of old Raritan is a song or alma mater, the alma mater associated with Rutgers.
0: But I thought that just like what college you went to in the past. Is that not your alma mater? I don't know. Okay, whatever. We'll figure it out later. Um, no, no, no. That... So if
1: you look up, if you look up alma mater, alma mater definition is The school or college, university that one once attended. And also, another definition is another definition is the anthem of a school, college, or university.
0: Damn. So, anthem wasn't technically wrong.
1: Yeah, but technically it's called alma mater, apparently.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, you learned something new. Um, No, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, It'll probably be NBA next week because, again, the the Super Bowl will happen in two weeks. Um, Yeah, we're pretty close to the end of football season. It's pretty crazy, honestly, uh, like making all these podcasts. Like, we actually made podcasts week. for an entire NFL season, pretty much. Every week. We not have like yeah. a Super Bowl left to go. Is
1: that what, 21, 21 straight weeks or whatever it did we did? Dang. Yeah, that's insane.
0: No. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.